Welcome to Kick-Ons, the pop culture after-party for people who need just a little bit more. We're two friends, Jason and Steph, and we aren't ready to sleep on all things pop culture. Welcome to Kick-Ons, because the party's not over. The night is young, no we're not done. Party back at ours, everybody's welcome to the kick-ons. You're welcome. Welcome to Kick-Ons, the pop culture after-party for people who want just a little more. Hello, Jason Parker. Hello, Stephanie Moore. How are you today? I'm good. I actually have to tell you something. Oh my Um, god, I always get so nervous. No, it's kind of good, but it's also kind of sad. This weekend was our friend Shelly's baby shower, and Mm -hmm. basically, like, you were hoping to come, but, you know, Russia, all the rest of it, like, flights are so expensive. That's a conversation for another day. And so it didn't happen. But over the course of last week, so many people kept asking me or saying to me, Jason's in Wellington this weekend, right? And I was like... Nah, but then the more people would say it to me, the more I started to convince myself that you were coming to surprise us. Even Jimmy, who lives and sees you, lives in Auckland and sees you all the time. This weekend. So he was like, Yeah, isn't Jason in Wellington this weekend? I was like, What? Like, yeah. And so when I got to the baby shower, as much as I knew you weren't going to be there because I knew you wouldn't do that, as I walked in, I was like, don't cry if he's there just don't cry it's not about you too <laughs> it's about oh, Shelly but yeah well, we missed you oh I'm sorry I've got a surprise for no. you right now open your bedroom door <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> hey I'm yeah. sorry but it did sound like you had a really wonderful weekend without me um yeah we're really happy for Shelly Totally. And Maya and the dad god you always forget about the dad <laughs> well yeah I mean she's doing the work yeah, a fully. Is that bad? Nah. Well, this isn't a parenting podcast, even though we've tried to rebrand it once. <laughs> yeah, mums and bubs, never yeah. forget. Yeah. Well, um, something else I did over the weekend, Jason, was catch up on a hot new show that yes. has actually introduced me to a plethora of new, well, not new, but new to me, amazing musicians from Aotearoa. Which we love to see. We do love to see. So, today's guest is someone whose CV you look at and think, I want to be them. She's written for all your favourite publications. You also maybe know her from her work as a DJ on BFM and in her own right. Plus, she's the host of a new RNZ and Tahi production, Amplified. Amplified sees her chatting with musicians from around Aotearoa about their creative practice and how their cultural heritage informs their art. The first four episodes are out for you to consume now. Please welcome to Kick-Ons, Jess Fu. Hello. Oh my God, what a nice intro. No, I was like, I want to be you. It's real. No, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, my CV, it's like, you know, when you, like, find someone on LinkedIn and you just go through what they've done. But I don't have everything on my LinkedIn. I mean, I try to keep it uh, 
effect cool on the LinkedIn side. <laughs> well, if you ever yeah, change you. your mind, Steph has got one just written already for you. Yeah. Just wow. Upload. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, I might have to hit you up. LinkedIn is like, I find it weird as a creative to be on LinkedIn. Like there's just something like, I know you have to do it, but I do feel a bit weird about it sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it's like Facebook, but like even worse like I see people like businessy people using it all the time. I'm like, who the hell are they talking to? And they have like thousands of likes what? on like a post. And they're like <laughs> post like like just got a new one B five. It's like sometimes like inspiring stories and quotes. About their job? Yeah, mm-hmm. like in a, like an inspiring story about their job, like maybe they overcame some hardship and like Oh, we'll go viral Whoa. on LinkedIn pretty easily. Are there LinkedIn influencers? That's a great <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> question. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Something, you know, could get started started as a LinkedIn influencer. Well, it, that's a dream that I never knew that I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> you can start it. There's also, like, lots of, like, business bros just commenting, nice work, Sharon, on other people's stuff that they post. It's like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. The order replies. Yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> well, Jess, tell us a little bit, I guess, now that we're talking about your work history, about how you came to be involved with Amplified or how it all kind of started is that yeah I mean I guess yeah I've been working like doing music journalism stuff no one's really a full-time music journalist but like yeah so I was doing that stuff for a while um as a radio uh, broadcaster and a writer too and I always kind of wanted to do something in a visual format Cause, because growing up, I loved C4. I talk about this all the time. Like, I loved C4. Joel. <laughs> Joel? And, you... yeah, yeah, Joel and Drew. And, like, um, it was just, like, growing up now, I think about maybe the people slightly younger than me. Like, that's something they probably, like, missed out on. I think I was just, like, one of the last cut-off young people that got to, like, witness C4. Um, that was kind of, like, one part of it, but... Yeah, I've been wanting to do something like this for a while. And, like, the opportunity came up um, in Dead On Air. You know, they do their funding rounds. And, like, that's a boring story. But, like, you know, we, we – Getting funding I is approached... not boring. Honestly, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Role. It was – yeah, it was hard. Yeah. But um, so I approached um, the series producer, Amanda. I worked with her at BFM previously, and she's done amazing stuff, like, doing lots of music videos like with Benny and stuff um so I approached I was like we kind of like come from the same background like you know music videos you know that too and also like the film side which I don't really know too well like I I'd studied tv and stuff but like I wasn't quite like involved and yeah and we kind of just joined forces and made this amazing thing but it took so long to get to this point of release like I don't think people could even like imagine like we got funding last year in March and then all the lockdowns and everything I think we postponed it like shooting it three times so like we would have like this would have been out start of the year but now it's out so it's like a huge 
like not a relief it's like a huge accomplishment that is out it's amazing and talk us through the concept how did that come to be yeah so I kind of had this idea for a little while like initially I was thinking about artists in general like whatever medium they worked through but then I realized like you know play to my strengths like who what do I know the best which is music and I could easily fill this thing out and so it's it was about you know it's about artists connecting to cultural roots and that's something that I quite relate with well like, that really resonates with me and that's I I've interviewed all of these artists before and that's how like we came up with the list was like these are the artists that came up you know in my mind and we kind of stuck with them since the start. And there's not been any, been any huge changes. Um, but, yeah, so, like, the artists have been through it, all the postponements and everything. Um, but, yeah, it was quite an exciting, like, thing to, like, talk to them. And it was quite nerve-wracking, to be honest, like, with the whole camera crew. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> You know, even though I've like interviewed interviewed them on radio and like quite you know friends with um, most of them, it was yeah a very different kind of thing uh, to be in front of the camera. But you know, I was told that I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I've been told growing up that I'm good in front of the camera, so I hope you know that that comes through (laughs) (laughs) it definitely reads did you kind of storyboard it like because it's quite um it's not just you having interviews with people there's like b-roll of you hanging out there's them performing how much of that was kind of I guess set in stone before you started yeah well Amanda had this amazing idea from the very beginning is that we like pair new up-and-coming directors with these new artists and like match them with their backgrounds um and so we kind of had like a bit you know we let people have a bit of free reign and kind of come up with their own style um so as you watch like when all the episodes come out you can definitely see that there's you know there's quite a difference in um visual style for some of them and storytelling but it all feels like quite the same thing um, and I think it's like just seeing different, it makes you see the different parts of New Zealand, Zealand music, mm. you know, it's the same show, but it kind of has that different aspect. Every show, every episode is a little bit different, but we always have that like performance aspect at the end. Um, yeah, I guess I was going back to like the live TV performances and having that kind of vibe. And yeah, so we had... It was like a quite spectacular to see these like new directors kind of come up their own style. For example, like I was, I love talking about Franson Pahadi who shot um, episode three with Podiso. Like visually, like he like I didn't even know what he was thinking at the time. But when like everything was put together, I was like, oh my god, like he's like totally had his vision throughout and like first time directing everything and like you know, he's quite like a quiet dude. So I was not expecting like what came out of it. Um but yeah, like all the directors were like really, really impressive. Like we had um Teodeode Natai Melbourne who directed the first episode with Anna Haya Scotney and like 
throughout that process, I like discovered they were cousins and they were like in um, that film Cousins. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Did you know that before? Yeah. No, not at all. We knew they were from like the same Iwi, but like they didn't really know like that they were like actually cousins oh. and like, yeah. So like Te Reo Reo was like talking about how she was like looking into Anna and like I think maybe her like dad or something was like, oh, that's Anna. She's from this family that's like, oh, that's your, like, great, I don't know, oh. like, aunt, sister, I don't know, something like that. Like, so it was, I mean, yeah, but it was quite, like, a beautiful thing to hear about. And, yeah, Latia, um, who shot um, the second episode with David Lau, um, like, absolutely, like, oh, I don't even know how to describe her. Like, she's, like, a lord lecturer (laughs) outside of doing film and she shot this other um, documentary for like re um but yeah and yeah we've got hash and nyan um nyan lee i know just a huge huge amount of like amazing talent and it was cool to like showcase like the film side and like the music side um but yeah (laughs) that's so cool um so do you then take it to rnz in Tahi and say do you want this or is that part of the pitch to New Zealand on air yeah that's like part of the that was part of the pitch um we did have a few uh platforms fighting over us over the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it's done um yeah so we went with INZ um I think yeah it, it's been quite interesting working with them um you know they're such a institution I mean they're like our public broadcaster and so it was quite like an easy decision to make Mm. um just to have that you know INZ music backing us um and we didn't really know Tahi was a Mm. thing we didn't really know anything about Tahi before then so it's been cool to like see that grow um recently uh especially along with like amplified posts and everything yeah really cool um I think the thing about RNZ as well is it's because you were probably gonna hit like us like our demographic but to have people who follow RNZ music because they're like 60 and you know listen to Kim Hill and Charlie (laughs) every Saturday to have them being introduced (laughs) to these artists too is really exciting and there's so much in those episodes. Like I've just feel like we consume music and often we don't think about where that person is coming from when they wrote it or created it. And especially with these artists, there's just so much yeah, ingrained in what they do that is so important. And it's like gives you just such a new way of listening to music. Yeah, right. You're just, like, digging a, a bit deeper. Like, I learned so much about, like, I thought I knew almost everything about these artists since I've interviewed them before and have gone, like, quite in-depth. But I think they even, like, gone, like, even more than I expected. Um, yeah, especially, I feel like, Lau really mm. took it to, like, another level of, like, thinking quite differently about what it means to be Samoan. Mm. Um and that kind of relate to like so many people. Like that was something I quite like really um, was quite touched by. Like 
I think like also like David's such a awesome person. It was really easy and comfortable to do like an interview like that. Uh, like this is one shot in the episode where Latia has asked us to like lie down and she and he just wanted to get a shot of us like <laughs> lying down. But like I didn't know that they were like going to be using that. Like that's just us having like a regular conversation. And I loved how like natural that was. Like I had no idea that they were going to like – yeah, that maybe, like, Latia planned this or maybe it was just, like, it just happened. But I knew, yeah, she's like, oh, just keep talking. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, and, and, like, it's nice to – they're obviously also comfortable that the conversation would just go there, you know? Did you – how much prep did you do for the interviews? Like, did you guys hang out for, like, half the day and then start – it seems like you were. <laughs> well, Probably. it's like friends hanging out. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad it uh, looks like that. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have like too much time. I think we wanted to make the like interview quite feel quite fresh, yeah. but also like we're like getting our makeup done together, mm. so we're like chatting away and everything. And yeah, it does help that like I am friends with like all of them, so it's. Like, having that history also brings that trust. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially, I think, when I've never really done stuff on camera, and these artists haven't really done too much stuff on camera, except for Anna, uh, because she's an actress. But, like, having doing that something new together, together, like, kind of really forms, like, a bond, Mm -hmm. I find. Mm -hmm. That's so nice. Oh, my goodness. And now you're on a billboard. A digital billboard, maybe. I know. <laughs> <laughs> One billboard outside RNZ. My mum, like, went and, like, took a photo of it. Like, I showed her, like, I know, during the day, like, just a picture. And she, like, went with my dad. And he, like, took a picture of her, like, standing in front of it. And, like, she's wearing, like, a matching, like, purple top with the colour. It's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So <laughs> oh, honestly, being on a billboard that's a dream come true yeah yeah yeah. and all you need is funding (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly if i could only fund like i don't know hundreds hundreds of billboards then that's that's the next goal (laughs) i think the good thing about this type of show is that there are so many stories to be told you know like Mm. you've had the opportunity to tell five is that right yeah Yeah. five yeah um but this could go, like, season two is coming for sure, you know? There's so yeah, much there's like, Yeah, definitely. Like, I was going through this, like, thinking, like, damn, there's only, like, five episodes. And I'm like, there's all these other artists I would love to work with. Like, for example, if, if I could have it anyway, I'd love to have Marlon Williams on the show because I know he's, like, been – I think he, he recorded a Te Reo Māori album. Um, I know probably with his label it might be a bit trickier, but, like, those artists, and I'd love to have some artists like Phaser Days, like slightly bigger artists, but I feel like maybe artists that don't quite, um, you know, aren't always known for their, like, cultural mm. background, but they're, like, quite, you know, that's still a big part of them. Mm. Um yeah, well, I mean, the and, types yeah. of questions you were asking are not interview questions that you're going to be hearing or reading in your, like, normal publications. It was super interesting watch. Oh, thank you. Did you learn anything that you were <laughs> like, whoa, this has changed my life? 
That's a good question. I think, yeah, as I mentioned before, like what David was saying about doing things their own way and maybe not in a traditional Samoan way was like super interesting. Like especially for me, like growing up here, but I'm Chinese and, you know, I want to be, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm wanting to be more connected with my Chinese heritage. But does that mean like having to be like super traditional um, or like, you know, there's always ways to like modernize things. Like, you know, I don't know, I guess like it is, it is really an interesting thing to think about. Um, I know when my mum like said before, like moving to New Zealand, it's like, there's like really great parts of like Chinese culture, but there's also really great parts about um, being in New Zealand and you kind of have to like adapt and not adapt, but like, I guess it was like pick and choose, like what works for you. Create your own identity, I guess is really what it is. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but also, I was amazed about St. Mara uh, going to raves as a <laughs> as a kid. Because like, I remember, I don't know if this was a thing when, um, I don't know where, where you guys grew up, but like Splurge and like Winter Wonderland or something. What oh, is these that? Are these, like, Oh my god! There were these like thirteen-year-old like raves, like all ages raves, but like everyone was like, mm, maybe thirteen, fourteen, <laughs> but it was pretty dodgy. Like adults like would go. Like, <laughs> did you go to splurge? No, thank God, no. But like everyone also wore like um those American Apparel ice skater dresses, and there will be always photos. Um, there always be like some maybe like Alice League race course or something. Um, but those like such a thing and like when Samara bought that up I was like oh my god that's such like a throwback oh my god they did not have that into Maru or Waipukuro I would have been wild at one of those I would have gone 100% definitely (laughs) yeah they were pretty wild from what I heard like I never went but like I'm so glad I was like I think I was just like I don't know too scared there's a documentary in there yeah, yeah, the dark yeah. side of I, for sure. Like thinking about it now as an adult, I'm like, why were adults there? These, like, especially considering it was, really... like, the golden age of party pills. I know, oh, and like people were like getting, you know, still young girls like, getting drunk. I don't know. It's, it's um, yeah, a documentary could be done. Whoa, there you go, Jason. Apply for funding about that. <laughs> I really loved Medeso. Um, What he was saying about moving to New Zealand and what he had imagined it in his head, obviously that's an experience I haven't had and I honestly hadn't thought about before how it it was marketed to him almost about the mini England essentially and then getting here and it's absolutely not. Well, I've never yeah i'm assuming it's not um it was so fascinating to me yeah and just i think that it's like an experience that most like migrants must go go through because i think about my parents story when they came here they they just saw an ad for new zealand and they're like oh okay let's go and yeah yeah and i thought it was quite interesting you know like producer thinking 
we would be speaking more te reo Māori mm. and that is like, you know, obviously not the case, which is like really disappointing, you know, quite disappointing. Um, so it's interesting like what he thought that it would be like and it's like t- it's, it was totally different. Totally. And like of course he would think that. Like why would you not? If with the, yeah. you know, it, it, yeah, it was just really fascinating. I'm really excited to watch the next two episodes. You can watch them on YouTube. Is there anywhere else? I guess Instagram as well. Yeah, Instagram. I do love watching them on Instagram Reels nice. <laughs> these days. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's on the RNZ Music um, account or, yeah, Anzi Music Instagram and Tahi's also like posting like the performances. Um, but yeah, that's like the main places you can find them all on the RNZ website. Love it. It's one of my most viewed websites, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> really? <laughs> For the news? <laughs> I'm like, hmm, what can I learn now? Yeah, sometimes I do that too. Sometimes I do go on stuff. Ooh. A bit. <laughs> I mean, you they know, each have a great place, right? Yeah. I feel like stuff is a little bit more juicy mm. sometimes. You know, they have like some trash, which mm, definitely. I, like, I like to read. <laughs> yeah. Like the team that are here all posting some random article that makes it to the front page of stuff. You're like, this is what I look yeah, for. Yeah. <laughs> now, Jess, we ask each of our guests what their life at the party is, something that they are loving and culture or their lives is there anything right now that you just need to like shout from the rooftops about oh my god that's a great question I feel like um (laughs) what do I love actually I love heirloom tomatoes I'm trying to grow some they're just they're just so expensive but when you buy one it's like oh kind of worth it so but i've been trying to grow my own how's it going oh my god it's costing like 200 bucks to get it set up yeah because you have to like get a planter box get the soil Mm. and like fertilizer and like whatever all that compost stuff so i just hope i uh make enough uh grow enough heirloom tomatoes at like 200 dollars is worth it surely probably will i feel like it costs 200 dollars for one tomato yeah, it's pretty close. I mean, that's like 10 tomatoes, I think. Yeah, almost. if you can grow 10 tomatoes, you've made your money back. Yeah, exactly. Maybe sell them on the side of the street. I will buy a tomato some... off you. <laughs> yeah, Jess's heirloom tomato. You can bring I'll them to your like... interviews with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I'd be like, hike up the price a lot because they're like Rich. the Jess food branded. Yes. <laughs> legit i was laughing today about the things that i would absolutely like i'd be like six dollars for a cauliflower no way but then thinking about the ridiculous things that i would spend six dollars on like i don't know (laughs) an iced coffee or like which is essential but you know just like all these random things that you would never second guess but then when it's an expensive vegetable you're like are you having me on it feels personal when it's a vegetable (laughs) I know. I mean, like, vegetables should be cheap. I remember, like, seeing a cauliflower for, like, $13. Ridiculous. I mean, oh, God. I mean, the cost of living is a totally another conversation I can totally rant about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that does lead us to your peak too soon, which is something you're like, yeah. 
not feeling so great about these days. Not not feeling. I guess like I don't know. Everyone is on TikTok, and I maybe I'm like trying to be like go against the grain, but I find TikTok stuff really annoying. Mm. (laughs) Like certain trends. I think there's like this article, and like someone set themselves like to their like demographic. Maybe this was like. Uh, I don't want to be wrong. Maybe it was like a spinoff article, but maybe fact check me on that. Um, but, basi- <laughs> but basically, someone. <laughs> yeah, we fact check everything. Great, great, great. Um, but yeah, so where like someone has like put their demographic as like a twelve-year-old uh, boy, and like within like a few seconds, it went like really alt right. Mm, yeah, um, I have seen stuff about this. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, like, TikTok can be quite dangerous, but, like, there's also, like, fun parts to it. I don't want to, like, rain on anyone's parade, but I'm no, like, got to be wary. I listen to... Because you're always scrolling. Yeah, it's dangerous. I listen to David Farrier on The Fold, which is a spinoff podcast with Duncan Grieve, and they were talking about that exact thing. Nothing can be fact-checked. So it's just, like, all of this information that kids can consume and not know whether or not it's factual or yeah it's it is really dangerous yeah yeah exactly some people just like believe it yeah. sometimes I believe stuff I see on Twitter like I saw someone say like oh my god Trump is dead and then I just, like google it and then <laughs> <wasn't true. laughs> how are you feeling about your relationship with Twitter I'm actually giving myself this week to grieve and then I think I'm gonna delete it maybe Oh God, I don't even know. I do love that. Um, I only tweet to my close friend circle these days. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I have to, I have to have somewhere to rant about little things. I just feel like <laughs> you think that there's something else coming. Like something will replace Twitter. Surely Twitter's about to like bust. Well, allegedly it's going to stop working any day, but it's been that way since Friday. Yeah, like, who really knows? Yeah. I feel like we're in, like, an episode of Succession. Yes. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, yeah. It really feels like that. It does feel like that. And, like, it's just the Trump and the Elon of it all. But I, my, like, the people I follow on Twitter, I consider my closest friends, no offense, Jason, and they don't know me, but they just get me. And I don't tweet at them, but all of the things they say, I'm like, yes. And it's just... It's going to be sad to walk away. Yeah, totally. I mean, you have your, like, Twitter community. Yeah. And, like, that's not the same as, like, I don't know, Facebook community page is, like, is, is really different. And it's, like, different people that I would talk to on Instagram. But we'll see what happens. Who knows? Back to you. When did you start DJing? <laughs> we need to chat about that. <laughs> um, well, I I did radio for so long. And, like... When I actually, like, lived in L.A. in 2019 and, like, I wanted to do radio there, but they did things a little bit differently, like, where you have to, like, use, like, controllers or, like, CDJs, and that's kind of where I learned. And, like, before, like, that was, like, when I was kind of learning the skills, but, like, I kind of, like, obviously have been doing radio for, like, quite a few years before then, so music was such a huge part and, you know, making a playlist and stuff, but... I got my first, like, gig. Like, it was really crazy. 
that they booked me without even like seeing me play was like Beacon Fest uh, Festival, which is like an electronic music festival put on by Friendly Potential. And that was like my first gig. And even though it was like a festival, it was kind of insane. <laughs> so, so from then on, that's kind of like started everything for me. Um, I think I was doing like March last year. So <laughs> it's like, I guess almost two years ago, my first gig. Um, but yeah been loving it it's quite it, I was at first I thought I'd be real nervous like seeing people like in front of me like listening dancing to the music because with radio you don't see any of that but um it's quite exciting it's quite nice to like have some energy um like yeah some energy mm. and it's like reciprocal do you go with everything ready to go or do you ever chuck in like does the set change in the moment? This is, I know nothing about DJing. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes it can. Like, I, I have an idea and, like, I have, like, a playlist and I might have practiced it, but, like, I'm like, oh, you know, I'll see how the audience might react to this. I might have to change it up because, like, sometimes, like, you might play something, you might think it's going to go off, but, like, the audience might just, might just not receive it that way you're like oh, <laughs> awkward <laughs> let me try something else yeah like oh gotta change it gotta change it up but yeah I think like also like when you're a DJ you kind of also have to like learn to like play to like different audiences um so that's been like quite fun to like experiment with stuff sometimes I like, I would think like oh, oh this gig I don't know if people would like me that much and then I play and they're like love it and then sometimes like the opposite happens and like oh this is gonna be like a real fun gig and it's like (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean you you have to like kind of play those gigs like appreciate you know all of them and like you're always learning and those like yeah I always (laughs) try not to make eye contact though (laughs) because there's always like punches that go right up to the first and like try to like look you in the eye I find that the most terrifying part you're like I don't (laughs) have wagon wheel I'm not playing it yeah (laughs) yeah yeah exactly I'm like oh just trying to pretend they're not looking at me that's cool that's so cool (laughs) but you enjoy it every time right so even if they're not into it or reacting in the way you expect like you're still gonna have a great time because you love the music yeah exactly I thought it's a totally different feeling when you're playing something like so loud on some like great speakers and like you know I guess it's like a balance of like appeasing the audience and also like trying to stick with Mm. your own style and what you like um and I think it's also like introducing the audience to like something that they might not be used to like challenging the audience a little bit but also sprinkling some stuff that they love. Mm. I love that. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm like hungry now for some reason. We deserve to be taught too. <laughs> we need to be taught. <laughs> well, I'm excited to hear like what you might add to our playlist. Shall we say the mantra? We shall. 2001, 2001 to 2008. To 2008. There ain't a song that we hate. Now, Jess, this is the moment in the podcast where we just take a second to appreciate the moment that was 2001 to 2008 in music, the time frame, and just like the general feeling when you think about 2001 to 2008. We would love you to add a song to the playlist. 
Um, oh, okay, this it has to be. I didn't actually check when this was released, but it's okay. It doesn't matter. when I was in year seven, year eight, it would have been yeah, two thousand eight. Lollipop by Lil Wayne. Oh <laughs> yes. <laughs> I used surely to go to like that's in the time frame. <laughs> yeah, surely. That checks out. I'm on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to like go to like school socials all the mm. time. So like a, a mini splurge, but not that crazy. Yes. But like when that song would come on, oh my god, I'd go wild as like an eleven year old. Like I loved it. It was like. <laughs> So dirty, but like, I was like, oh, yeah, I know. Like, think about it. I was like, but I was like, oh my god, what a cool song! <laughs> you knew, you knew. Apparently, there's a TikTok yeah, going like, around of these kids singing Unholy, and it's very much the same energy. Like, how are we dancing to Lollipop and like Lil Mama and like all the stuff as kids? Like, I know it must have been the clean version, though. We didn't have streaming, it would have been from the radio. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Definitely would have been for the radio or like YouTube too, even like. But yeah, that song I heard it the other day and I was like, oh my god, it brought me chills. Oh my god, you got your little packet of chips and your jolly drink, and you were just like, yeah, yeah. Off. <laughs> yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> so into it. Well, we will gladly add that to the playlist and have a boogie to it. I'm glad. I'm glad. Thank you. So good. Well, thank you for joining us. It's been so exciting to hear. Honestly, inspiring to chat to you. And like, I don't know, I just feel like it's awesome to see people's ideas come to life. And we're all out here trying to like, be as creative as we can and have fun and share stories. And so we're just really grateful. And we're excited to see the next two episodes. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's been really fun and really sweet. Yay. And where can people follow you, Jess? Uh, well, you can follow me on Instagram. It's like my, my handle is like foo, F-U, dot, F, dot, U. It's really not the best handle to no, say we'll out loud. put it in the show notes. But like, Don't you worry. Oh, thank you. But trust me, I feel like if you Google me, something pops up and you can find me. Amazing. Gorgeous. Can't wait. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. Thanks so much. That's us for this week. Follow us on Instagram, etc., etc. Bye. Bye. <laughs>